Thank you, Ashley. Oh, beautiful. Be born in me. What is it that we're inviting to be born in us? Joy. What do you want to be born in you? Peace. Faith. I heard love somewhere. Compassion. Light. Gratitude. Imagination. Hope. Joy. Awareness. Be born in me. Right? Be born in me. This is our first Sunday of Advent. The first Sunday of moving towards our Christmas morning. Right? Advent meaning, you know, to uh, prepare for the coming. The coming of what? What is it that we are preparing for that is coming? Well, all of those things that we just mentioned, right? Hope and love and joy, compassion and peace and understanding. But here's my thing. We have to stop hoping it'll come someday. Right? It's time now. Be born in me already. Right? So that's what our conversation is about. It's this idea that as we celebrate and prepare for this Christmas season, it's not just a story that we are honoring of some Jesus who was born 2,000 years ago, come to be our, our Savior to save us. I mean, that's one way we could look at the story. But in unity, I am inviting you to look at the story from another perspective, not a Christ that was born 2,000 years ago, but a Christ that is born today, be born in me, today, here, now. What does that look like? What does that look like? And so we begin our Advent season with a discussion on faith. If we want that Christ light to be born in me, not someday, not when I die, but now, be born in me now, where does faith fit in? So perhaps you were like me and you were born in the Catholic faith, right? Where you, you had this idea that your faith was that religious tradition that you were walking in. How many of you learned faith from that perspective? So I have the Catholic faith or the Baptist faith or the Hindu faith or the Buddhist faith or fill-in-the-blank faith, right? You know, separating and parsing out faith. How many of you have... Walk through situations. Somebody said just this morning at 9 o'clock service. So maybe even just this morning where you thought, I need more faith. Anybody think that? I need more faith. What does unity mean by faith? What does faith mean in this idea that I am waiting, God, for you to be born in me? How does faith fit in? Do we have to find the right religion? Right? Do we have to get out there and figure out how to get more of it? Unity teaches that faith is one of our 12 powers. In other words, you and I were born with all the faith that we are ever going to need. It's available to us right here, right now. You don't have to do anything to get more faith. You have faith. It's one of your powers. It's one of your God-given abilities and gifts. You have enough faith. The question is, what are you placing your faith in? Unity teaches, Charles Fillmore tells us, that faith is the perceiving power of the mind, linked with our ability to shape substance. So what does that mean? 
How many of you are aware that you are constantly telling yourself a story in your mind? All right, yay, you're all aware of that. That's awesome. Those stories that you're telling yourself, if you pay attention to those, you'll know where you've placed your faith, right? Am I placing my faith in the problem that's taking place here and separation and lack and limitation and worry and fear and doubt? Is that where I'm placing my faith with these stories that I'm telling myself? Or am I placing my faith in in understanding and compassion and and forgiveness and, and all of that? Where am I placing my faith? The problem is that we get caught up with what's happening right here, right now, and we can't see beyond that, right? So we get caught up into a problem, and that's all we can see is this problem, and then we pray, God, I need more faith. So I've got some pictures. Knowing the kids were going to be here today, I thought, let's get these kids engaged today. So I have some pictures that I wanted to share that kind of illustrate this idea that I've got for you. So Kate's going to put up the first picture there. And what this is, so our brains are designed to figure things out. If we see something, our brain wants to fit it into a category, a box. I want to know what this is. And so here's a picture for you. What is it? What is your brain telling you that it is? An eyelash. What else? Tree bark. Tree bark. What else? Anybody else got an idea? A leaf. Looks like skin. Looks like a face. It looks like what? Creased foil. So aluminum foil that's been creased up, right? So here we are. We've got this issue in front of us, and all we can see is what we've decided it is. And we forget to take a broader step back and see what it really is. So show us what it really is, Kate. Ah. Ah. Little dog nose. Aw, right? I knew all these dog lovers in here. You'd like that one. All right, let's look at another one. Let's look at another one. What is it? Here it is, up close. What is it? Will. It's an orange crayon. Of course it is, Will. You can scan right back because Will got it right, right away. I don't know what you were thinking it was, but it is an orange crayon. Good job, Will. Let's look at another one. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, what is it? Anybody think it's something other than an Oreo? What? A tree. So we got a tree. Who else? No? Let's see what it is. Kate. You were right. It is an Oreo. It is an Oreo. I think we got another one. Go ahead, Kate. Put the ne- oh, what is it? Apple stem, Laura says. Who else? What do you see, Celia? You see a pear stem. Okay, it's a pear stem. It's a bone. It's a bone. What else? A rusty nail. A flower stamen, right? Yeah. What is it? Show us, Kate. It is an apple. Who said apple? Yay, Laura. It is an apple. I think we got one more. Oh, no, we got two more. What is this? An orange? Anybody else got another idea? 
fireworks, orange juice, jello, honey. See, we can, we, we're all deciding, what is this in front of my face? What is it, Kate? It is an orange. It is an orange. Good job. We got one more, I think. Yep, this is the last one. What is it? Hair. Grass. Flower again. The center of the flower again. Snow. Flowers. What is it, Kate? It's a paintbrush. It's a paintbrush. Okay, so, so what's the point? What's the point? The point is that when we are in the midst of whatever is happening in our life, and that's all we can see, we are deciding what those things are and what they mean for us. Sometimes we're right. We had people who got it right. But a lot of times, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I get it wrong. And I'm stuck here where, where it all is a problem and it's challenging and it's difficult and I can't see beyond it. And I forget that what I really need to do is to take a breath and to take a step back and to see the bigger picture of what is actually occurring. Now, here in our world, we can either take and look at things from a broader picture, but today, nowadays, we can look at things really up close, too, right? So we have a couple of those pictures, too. See if you can figure out what it is. And Ashley can't answer this time, because I know she knows what it is. (laughs) What is it? What is it? Who wants to take a guess? What is it? Eve. An octopus. An octopus. Will. Some yarn. Anybody else know? This is a very, very close-up picture of Velcro. Whoa, right? Like when you go to that detail and you can see how it, well, I can see how that works with those little hooks, right? The Velcro. Let's look at another one. Okay, what's this? What is it? A vein? Looks like it could be a vein, huh? Anybody else have an idea? Cotton candy. Candy. All right. Are you ready to be grossed out? This is a piece of used dental floss. Right? Ew, right? But there it is when we go down real deep. Can't you see it? Right? There it is. The dental floss, of course. All right, we got one more. What's this one? A porcupine? Spider? A crab? This happens to be the this happens to be the foot of a fly. The foot of a fly. It's almost really beautiful, at least from my perspective. Somebody else this morning said no, right? So here we have it. Here we have what's right there in our face. We can name it and we can identify it and we might be right or wrong. But if we can take the bigger, wider look at it, we have a better opportunity to see it for what it truly is. And if we can't see it then, if we go in really deep, we can see some of the detail and really get what it is. So here's this wide perspective and then into this very deep perspective. What does that have to do with faith? What does 
does it have to do with the Christmas story? For faith and the Christmas story, I want to introduce the idea of the wise men. And maybe I need to backstep just a little bit. The Gospel of Mark is the oldest gospel. The Gospel of Mark contains nothing about the story of Jesus' birth. No miraculous miracles, Virgin Mary, angels singing on high. Mark makes no mention of the story of Jesus' birth. The Gospel of John was the last gospel written. John takes a very mystical approach to Jesus' birth and has it be a universal birthing of the Word that was there from the beginning and is with us throughout eternity. The Word is what was born. And it is in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke together that we get the full picture of the Christmas story that we know it, with the shepherds and the angels and the, and the wise men and all of that. And both of them only contain certain elements, and some of those elements actually contradict each other. So we have this story. And I'm going to invite you to consider that this story is actually our own Christian myth. And when we hear the idea of a story being a myth, where we want to go to then is, well, then it must not be true. And we want to discount that story as having nothing to offer us then if it's nothing more than a myth. And what I want to suggest to you is that just because something is a myth and not factual doesn't mean that it is not true. In fact, it is here to share an idea and an understanding about who we are as humanity and our relationship to God, the all that is, in that story. And it is not just the story of a child born 2,000 years ago, but it is each of our stories today and how we are all called to allow that Christ's light to be born in us anew. And so each aspect of that story holds some information for us of what is it then to give birth, to be born with this Christ's light. And so we start with the idea of faith and the wise men. We've decided it's three wise men because there's three gifts. Scripture doesn't actually tell us how many wise men there are. We have in the back uh, our, our creche set up, and the wise men are there. But anybody want to venture a guess? Like, in the story, the wise men make their way to the star. How long were they traveling to get to the star? Anybody want to guess? A couple weeks? A couple months? Will? Several years. Will is so wise. I'm telling you. He's so wise. Two to three years. The wise men would have been traveling. And what did they see? What did they see that made them even start traveling? Yeah, Will. They saw a star, right? There was a new star in the sky. Well, you know, the wise men would have been seeing a night sky that was a lot different than the night sky we see. We have all the lights of Cleveland, you know, washing out the night sky for us, right? They didn't have electricity then. 
They couldn't do a Google search like, there's a baby going to be born, where do we find him? Right? They would have walked outside and they would have observed the universe. How many of you have lately seen the Milky Way? Right? Most of us don't even have the opportunity to see such a sky. But here they were. They walked out and the story goes that they saw this great new light in the sky that they decided they needed to follow for two or three years. Did you ever realize that? Two or three years they had to have the faith that what they were following was going to lead them to something. That, that light in the sky, the star in the sky. If you think about it, if you think about the darkness of the sky and all of those lights, you could really only see those lights because of the darkness, right? And so here were the wise men in the midst of the darkness, seeing a light and choosing with faith to follow that light, to see the the bigger picture, and to see where it would lead them. And what we are reminded of in that story is that there is darkness all around us. There is darkness that's taking place in this world, but that we, you and I, are called to, just like the wise men, place our faith on the light that will, if we follow that light, will reveal to us the birth of the Christ. And that we are called to follow this light as long as it takes. In other words, we have a situation that we're going through. I'm going to move beyond the problem of this situation and take an expanded look at what this could be in my life. And in expanding my look, I'm also going to go really deeply within to the detail and remember, I am the light of God. And I am going to follow that light in spite of the fact that all around me, I may continue to see darkness and less than ideal right, happening all around me. And I'm not going to veer from my path. I'm going to stand in faith, and I'm going to perceive with eyes that are centered in light and in love and in compassion and in understanding. No matter the darkness that I'm seeing around me, I am going to keep following that light as long as it takes. How often do we forget that? And say, yes, I'm going to follow that light and then go back to here again. Oh, yes, I'm going to wake up and follow that light. Oh, yes, but it's not showing up yet. You and I are called to perceive our world from the light that stands under all of creation. So that when we see one another, we see one another as we are in truth. You are the light of God expressing. You are the light of God expressing. You are the light of God expressing. And you are the light of God expressing. And I am going to keep so focused on that light and keep walking that path as long as it takes until together we birth the kingdom of God here on earth. Which is really what the story of Christmas is all about. Throughout time, there have been these myths 
of God wanting to come down and experience life in human form. And throughout the ages, there have been stories of these men that have become God incarnate. Jesus simply being the latest one that we have hooked on to and said, yes, there he is, our way shower, our teacher. He came to show us what it is to live as the light of Christ that we are. But that story holds no value and no power unless we allow it to transform our lives. And that's what this season of Advent is all about. Let me see the eyes through which I'm seeing life. And let me set the intention that here, in this moment, in every moment, I am going to allow God to be born in me. And together, as we do that, we allow the kingdom of heaven to be revealed on earth. Will you join me in that? This is a big task, right? Huge. But you have a practice to help you along the way. So our practice this week is to pay attention to where you place your faith in that which you did not wish to see in your life. How many times does the story that we're telling ourselves in our mind have to do with what we don't want? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? So pay attention. Am I caught up in worry and fear and doubt and lack and limitation and separation and problems? Pay attention because that is where you place your faith. You don't need more faith. You just need to place your attention on something that is what you want rather than what you don't want. And so we're going to take a breath and make a conscious choice to be that light of God expressing through faith. I am centered and guided every step of every day. Through faith, I am centered and guided every step of every day. Will you join me in affirming that? Through faith, I am centered and guided every step of every day. Imagine those wise men, right, looking to that star. Through faith, I am centered and guided every step of every day. I have my eye on the light. I have my awareness on the spirit within. I see the greater all that is, and I know my own individual part in it. And I move beyond the problems of the circumstances that I see in the world. And I know through faith, I am centered and guided every step of every day. This is our practice this week. And as you join me in this, and as we together do this, and as we keep the light of that star in our mind and walk toward that light, we will reveal the kingdom of heaven here on earth, and it'll look, you know, like an Oreo cookie. Together, we allow God to be born in us. And I'm willing, and I know you're willing, so let's do this this Advent season. One more time, affirm with me. Through faith, I am centered and guided every step of every day. This series of Advent lessons is that we have spent the year having the courage to imagine, right? But we can only imagine for so long, we have to now bring it forth into expression. 
And so we have the courage to imagine and then reveal faith. What does it look like in your life when you reveal faith? One of the things that you have the opportunity to do here at Unity Spiritual Center to put feet to our prayers is to uh, join us in yet another community outreach project. This one will be going on through the month of December in which by putting feet to our prayers, we are going to be providing socks for the homeless, hats, mittens, bring them in, and as the weeks go by, you might just see the Christmas tree decorated with those. So thank you and God bless.